Welcome to Midday Prayer for Wednesday, September 22nd, 2021. Our help is in the name of the Lord, Maker of heaven and earth. The Mighty One, God the Lord, speaks and summons the earth from the rising of the sun to its setting. Praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Alleluia! How good it is to sing praises to our God! How pleasant it is to honor God with praise! The Lord rebuilds Jerusalem and gathers the exiles of Israel. The Lord heals the broken-hearted and binds up their wounds. The Lord counts the number of the stars and calls them all by their names. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. There is no limit to God's wisdom. The Lord lifts up the lowly, but casts the wicked to the ground. Hallelujah! How good it is to sing praises to our God! How pleasant it is to honor God with praise! Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving, Make music upon the harp to our God, who covers the heavens with clouds and prepares rain for the earth, making grass to grow upon the mountains. God provides food for the cattle and for the young ravens when they cry. God is not impressed by the might of a horse, and has no pleasure in the speed of a runner, but finds pleasure in those who fear the Lord, in those who await God's steadfast love. Hallelujah, how good it is to sing praises to our God. How pleasant it is to honor God with praise. Loving God, great builder of the heavenly Jerusalem, you know the number of the stars and call them by name. Heal hearts that are broken, gather those who have been scattered, and enrich us all from the fullness of your eternal wisdom. Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. A reading from the second book of Kings. Now the company of prophets said to Elisha, As you see, the place where we live under your charge is too small for us. Let us go to the Jordan, and let us collect logs there, one for each of us, and build a place there for us to live. He answered, Do so. Then one of them said, Please come with your servants. And he answered, I will. So he went with them. When they came to the Jordan, they cut down trees. But as one was felling a log, his axe head fell into the water. He cried out, Alas, master, it was borrowed. Then the man of God said, Where did it fall? 
When he showed him the place, he cut off a stick and threw it in there and made the iron float. He said, Pick it up. So he reached out his hand and took it. Once, when the king of Aram was at war with Israel, he took counsel with his officers. He said, At such and such a place shall be my camp. But the man of God sent word to the king of Israel, Take care not to pass this place, because the Arameans are going down there. The king of Israel sent word to the place of which the man of God spoke. More than once or twice he warned such a place, so that it was on the alert. The mind of the king of Aram was greatly perturbed because of this. He called his officers and said to them, Now tell me, who among us sides with the king of Israel? Then one of his officers said, No one, my lord king. It is Elisha, the prophet in Israel, who tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedchamber. He said, Go and find where he is. I will send and seize him. He was told, He is in Dothan. So he sent horses and chariots there, and a great army. They came by night and surrounded the city. When an attendant of the man of God rose early in the morning and went out, an army with horses and chariots was all around the city. His servant said, Alas, master, what shall we do? He replied, Do not be afraid, for there are more with us than there are with them. Then Elisha prayed, O Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. So the Lord opened the eyes of the servant, and he saw. The mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. When the Arameans came down against him, Elisha prayed to the Lord and said, Strike this people, please, with blindness. So he struck them with blindness, as Elisha had asked. Elisha said to them, This is not the way, and this is not the city. Follow me, and I will bring you to the man whom you seek. And he led them to Samaria. As soon as they entered Samaria, Elisha said, O Lord, open the eyes of these men so that they may see. The Lord opened their eyes, and they saw that they were inside Samaria. When the king of Israel saw them, he said to Elisha, Father, shall I kill them? Shall I kill them? He answered, No. Did you capture with your sword and your bow those whom you want to kill? Set food and water before them so that they may eat and drink, and let them go to their master. So he prepared for them a great feast, and after and after they ate and drank, he sent them on their way, and they went to their master. And the Arameans no longer came raiding into the land of Israel. Holy wisdom, holy word, thanks be to God. The next two chapters in Second Kings are not included in the lectionary. You may listen to them at the conclusion of these prayers. A prayer based on the liturgy of St. Mark, 2nd century. Almighty God, bless your people. Give us your peace, your help, and your love, for we are the sheep of your pasture. Let us be united in your peace, one in the body, one in the spirit, and one in the hope of our calling, all through the gift of your endless grace. Amen. A prayer in preparation for worship, derived from William Bright, Ancient Collects, and Other Prayers. 1862. Almighty God, you pour out the spirit of grace and supplication on all who desire it. 
Deliver us from cold hearts and wandering thoughts, that with steady minds and burning zeal we may worship you in spirit and in truth. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Eternal God, your hand shaped our lives by grace, and your hand rescued us from sin by love. May your hand guide us through this day, shielding us from all evil, strengthening us to do justice and love, in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. The God of peace be with us. Amen. Bless the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. A continuation of the reading from the second book of Kings. Some time later, King Ben-Hadad of Aram mustered his entire army. He marched against Samaria and laid siege to it. As the siege continued, famine in Samaria became so great that a donkey's head was sold for eighty shekels of silver, and one-fourth of a cab of dove's dung for five shekels of silver. Now, as the king of Israel was walking on the city wall, a woman cried out to him, Help, my lord king! He said, No, let the lord help you. How can I help you? from the threshing floor or from the wine press. But then the king asked her, What is your complaint? She answered, This woman said to me, Give up your son, we will eat him today, and we will eat my son tomorrow. So we cooked my son and ate him. The next day I said to her, Give up your son, and we will eat him. But she has hidden her son. When the king heard the words of the woman, he tore his clothes. Now, since he was walking on the city wall, the people could see that he had sackcloth on his body underneath. And he said, So may God do to me and more if the head of Elisha, son of Shaphat, stays on his shoulders today. So he dispatched a man from his presence. Now Elisha was sitting in his house, and the elders were sitting with him. Before the messenger arrived, Elisha said to the elders, are you aware that this murderer has sent someone to take off my head? When the messenger comes, see that you shut the door and hold it closed against him. Is not the sound of his master's feet behind him? While he was still speaking with them, the king came down to him and said, This trouble is from the Lord. Why should I hope in the Lord any longer? But Elisha said, Hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, Tomorrow, about this time, a measure of choice meal shall be sold for a shekel, and two measures of barley for a shekel, at the gate of Samaria. Then the captain, on whose hand the king leaned, said to the man of God, Even if the Lord were to make windows in the sky, could such a thing happen? But he said, You shall see it with your own eyes, but you shall not eat from it. Now there were four leprous men outside the city gate, who said to one another, Why should we sit here until we die? If we say, Let us enter the city, the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. But if we sit here, we shall also die. Therefore, let us desert to the Aramean camp. If they spare our lives, we shall live, and if they kill us, we shall but die. 
So they arose at twilight to go to the Aramean camp, but when they came to the edge of the Aramean camp, there was no one there at all. For the Lord had caused the Aramean army to hear the sound of chariots and of horses, the sound of a great army, so that they said to one another, The king of Israel has hired the kings of the Hittites and the kings of Egypt to fight against us. So they fled away in the twilight and abandoned their tents, their horses, and their donkeys, leaving the camp just as it was, and fled for their lives. When these leprous men had come to the edge of the camp, they went into a tent, ate and drank, carried off silver, gold, and clothing, and went and hid them. Then they came back, entered another tent, carried off things from it, and went and hid them. Then they said to one another, What we are doing is wrong. This is a day of good news. If we are silent and wait until the morning light, we will be found guilty. Therefore let us go and tell the king's household. So they came and called to the gatekeepers of the city and told them, We went to the Aramean camp, but there was no one to be seen or heard there, nothing but the horses tied, the donkeys tied, and the tents as they were. Then the gatekeepers called out and proclaimed it to the king's household. The king got up in the night and said to his servants, I will tell you what the Arameans have prepared against us. They know that we are starving. So they have left the camp to hide themselves in the open country, thinking, When they come out of the city, we shall take them alive and get into the city. One of his servants said, Let some men take five of the remaining horses, since those left here will suffer the fate of the whole multitude of Israel that have perished already. Let us send and find out. So they took two mounted men, and the king sent them after the Aramean army, saying, Go and find out. So they went after them as far as the Jordan. The whole way was littered with garments and equipment that the Arameans had thrown away in their haste. So the messengers returned and told the king. Then the people went out and plundered the camp of the Arameans. So a measure of choice meal was sold for a shekel, and two measures of barley for a shekel, according to the word of the Lord. Now the king had appointed the captain on whose hand he leaned to have charge of the gate. The people trampled him to death in the gate, just as the man of God had said when the king came down to him. For when the man of God had said to the king, Two measures of barley shall be sold for a shekel, and a measure of choice meal for a shekel, about this time tomorrow in the gate of Samaria, the captain had answered the man of God, Even if the Lord were to make windows in the sky, could such a thing happen? And he had answered, You shall see it with your own eyes, but you shall not eat from it. It did indeed happen to him. The people trampled him to death in the gate. Now Elisha had said to the woman whose son he had restored to life, Get up and go with your household and settle wherever you can, for the Lord has called for a famine, and it will come on the land for seven years. So the woman got up and did according to the word of the man of God. She went with her household and settled in the land of the Philistines seven years. At the end of the seven years, when the woman returned from the land of the Philistines, she set out to appeal to the king for her house and her land. Now the king was talking with Gehazi, the servant of the man of God, saying, Tell me all the great things that Elisha has done. While he was telling the king how Elisha had restored a dead person to life, the woman, whose son he had restored to life, appealed to the king for her house and her land. Gehazi said, My lord king, here is the woman, 
and here is her son whom Elisha restored to life. When the king questioned the woman, she told him. So the king appointed an official for her, saying, Restore all that was hers, together with all the revenue of the fields, from the day that she left the land until now. Elisha went to Damascus while King Ben-Hadad of Aram was ill. When it was told him, The man of God has come here, the king said to Hazael, Take a present with you and go to meet the man of God. Inquire of the Lord through him whether I shall recover from this illness. So Hazael went to meet him, taking a present with him, all kinds of goods of Damascus, forty camel loads. When he entered and stood before him, he said, Your son, King Ben-Hadad of Aram, has sent me to you, saying, Shall I recover from this illness? Elisha said to him, Go, say to him, You shall certainly recover, but the Lord has shown me that he shall certainly die. He fixed his gaze and stared at him until he was ashamed. Then the man of God wept. Hazael asked, Why does my Lord weep? He answered, Because I know the evil that you will do to the people of Israel. You will set their fortresses on fire, you will kill their young men with the sword, dash in pieces their little ones, and rip up their pregnant women. Hazael said, What is your servant, who is a mere dog, that he should do this great thing? Elisha answered, The Lord has shown me that you are to be king over Aram. Then he left Elisha and went to his master Ben-Hadad, who said to him, What did Elisha say to you? And he answered, He told me that you would certainly recover. But the next day he took the bed cover and dipped it in water and spread it over the king's face until he died, and Hazael succeeded him. In the fifth year of King Joram, son of Ahab of Israel, Jehoram, son of King Jehoshaphat of Judah, began to reign. He was thirty-two years old when he became king, and he reigned eight years in Jerusalem. He walked in the way of the kings of Israel, as the house of Ahab had done, for the daughter of Ahab was his wife. He did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. Yet the Lord would not destroy Judah for the sake of his servant David, since he had promised to give a lamp to him and to his descendants forever. In his days Edom revolted against the rule of Judah and set up a king of their own. Then Joram crossed over to Zair with all his chariots. He set out by night and attacked the Edomites and their chariot commanders who had surrounded him, but his army fled home. So Edom has been in revolt against the rule of Judah to this day. Libna also revolted at the same time. Now the rest of the acts of Joram and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the annals of the kings of Judah? So Joram slept with his ancestors and was buried with them in the city of David. His son Ahaziah succeeded him. In the twelfth year of King Joram, son of Ahab of Israel, Ahaziah, son of Jehoram of Judah, began to reign. Ahaziah was twenty-two years old when he began to reign. He reigned one year in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Athaliah, a granddaughter of King Omri of Israel. He also walked in the way of the house of Ahab, doing what was evil in the sight of the Lord, as the house of Ahab had done, for he was son-in-law to the house of Ahab. He went with Joram, son of Ahab, to wage war against King Haziel of Aram at Ramoth-Gilead, where the Arameans wounded Joram. 
King Joram returned to be healed in Jezreel of the wounds that the Arameans had inflicted on him at Ramah when he fought against King Haziel of Aram. King Ahaziah, son of Jehoram of Judah, went down to see Joram son of Ahab in Jezreel, because he was wounded. Holy Wisdom, Holy Word, thanks be to God.